Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Happy Veterans Day as we're recording this, Jonathan. <laughs> there we go. I don't think the that that was the right. <laughs> Again, I'm way off cue here. Should really label those buttons. <laughs> I really should. Um, yeah, Happy Veterans Day on a Friday, which is yeah. kind of we were just talking before the show. It's kind of weird to have Veterans Day at the end of the week. Usually, I'm always thinking about that during the early part, or feels like it's earlier in the week or midweek or yeah, never. never I always think Friday. of those kind of holidays as being on a Monday, but I guess yep. not. So. So yeah, good stuff. So today we're going to be talking about the five sales letters every marketer should know. Yes. You dug up an article and mm-hmm. some of these we've talked about in the past, always good to review, but yeah. most we have not. Um, I know yeah. one of them we've talked about uh, just because it's so famous. <laughs> and then the others, some people will be familiar and I think some won't. So yeah, we'll, we'll dig through those. If you're listening on podcast, um, we are going to be sharing some visuals on this. If you go to the mm-hmm. YouTube channel, yes. by the pint, you'll be able to see <clears throat> see some of these. Um, of course, you can go to persuasionbythepint.com and see the video there yep. as well. What well, got me thinking about the topic, Sean? I was digging through some um, some books, and I came across this old one. And we've talked about this before, but the old uh, End of America. Oh yeah, yeah. Famous uh, 2010. Yeah, yeah. Ish. And <laughs> it kind of reminds me of uh, you know, similar to, you know, you hear it in the uh all over the financial news, you know, what are we got, you know, next year we're dipping into a recession, all of this stuff, you know. So you yep. start to hear uh with what happened with, you know, what's happened with crypto, you, now's the time you start hearing all of the ads start starting to be played on, you know, Fox news or, you know, Fox business, you know, I hear them from time to time and it's uh, you know, it's, it's very similar. I mean, they're taught, I don't think they're nowhere near as good as the, the, the original, this one that, that uh, was out. The other one comes to mind for that, which came out even earlier, probably 10, 15 years before that one was the plague of black debt, which (laughs) was a very, which was a very similar idea you know mm-hmm. overprinting money dollars gonna die like all this stuff yep um it is interesting to look back the end of america mm-hmm. you know a lot of that stuff has not happened no <laughs> so of course not. looking back 12 years <laughs> since that was written um yes we've had inflation but certainly not hyperinflation. um although the last years felt like started to feel like hyperinflation so yeah uh, You know, you make these calls long enough and eventually you'll be right. (laughs) Well, you know, you open it up at the very beginning. I mean, end of America, obviously, you know, it's crazy, but, you know, it plays on so much fear. Oh, yeah. Um, Will this be the end of America as we know it? Um, It asks a lot of questions, but there's a lot of great takeaways, even from like they did a fantastic job on the letter. But then this was the book that they offered, the little book. You can find it. Uh, I'm sure if you Google now, you can find the little PDF book. Yeah. And uh, and you can see it. But, you know, there's great lessons all over this little booklet that you can take away. There's a warning sign at the very beginning. Yeah, uh, the original of that was a VSL, video sales letter. Yep, exactly. And it had no title. 
that was the title was the warning yep. warning yep. sign. Um, <laughs> cause I was, I had just left Stansbury and I actually, that idea for that sales letter had been bouncing around when I worked at Stansbury mm-hmm. and a couple people had tried to pull it off and nobody really could. Right. And then about a year after I left Stansbury, Mike Palmer, who, who actually wrote it, mm-hmm. um, he was my copy chief at the time. He finally got it. The timing was right. Oh yeah. And that thing last I heard it sold like 600,000 subscriptions. Yes. Now for, for context, um, a winning sales letter will sell about 10,000 subscriptions mm. and that's considered good. hundred thousand is like a breakthrough. Amazing. So to wow. go to like 600,000 plus, I don't even know where it stopped, but last I heard was like 600,000. Um, that, and that was like a, what is that? A $47 yeah. a month, uh, subscription or something. Yeah. Like so that's the front end. And then of course yeah. that leads to all, it makes your list mm-hmm. 600,000 buyers bigger. Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, then you start selling all the back end, the upsells, cross sells, all that stuff. And you know, that's worth tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. not just to Stansbury, but to the entire, everybody they, you know, swapped list with, like it made all of Agora at the time bigger and more successful. Yeah. And of course, now they've been bought out and, you know, Stansbury went, pu- I don't know if they went public, but they definitely got sold. I think they did go public. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. And, and it's like, we've talked about it on previous episodes. Like I'm reading in, uh, you know, and we'll, we won't spend time much time on this, but I just find it fascinating. The five reports that they offered, um, with the subscription. So one is the, uh, the four investment assets. Uh, you do not have to report to the U S government, the gold investors Bible, the secrets of the silver market, the hundred percent secret, uh, the easiest way to make money, uh, in a risky stock market and the world's most valuable asset in a time of crisis. So those are like, I'm sure a lot of people just wanted the, well, that's we've talked that's about how, the reports. Well, that's how Agora has always written their stuff. They sell yeah. quote, put, put it that in air quotes. They sell the free reports, but you can only get the free, free reports if you subscribe to the newsletter. Yeah. Yep. But the whole sales letter is about the free reports. And then like the last third of the sales letter is about the subscription. Sure. But yeah. the bulk of the letter and the hook and the all that is all about the premiums, <laughs> not about the service. Because nobody wants a newsletter. No. But they want the information that could keep them from being you know, sure. a victim of the end of America. Absolutely. And it yeah, works. It still amazes me. And anybody that's gone through Agora is like, it's so obvious. It's so out there and very few marketers use the premium as the lead for their stuff. They always throw it in the bonus section at the end. Yeah. And what Agora does is they flip it and all their quote bonuses are the start of the letter. Yeah. Like that's yep. what they're, they're quote selling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Cause that's what people ultimately want. They want right. the immediate information, not the, you know, the, the newsletter is kind of like, well, that's not immediate. You know, you're wanting yeah, a quick, people want, a, in, you know, people want a quick solution for everything, right? Yeah. So you create a problem in America yeah. and then you have a set of reports that solve the problem. Right. And oh, by the way, you can get these free when you subscribe to our service, which will alert Absolutely. you to all the other stuff going on in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I, I've uh, forgotten about that. And I've got some of those. I think I've got that one. I've got a couple other ones from Agora. We should dig into those someday on a we future should. episode. Yeah, Absolutely. 
But before we do that, before we get into these five sales letters, let's uh, let's do some juvenile beer talk. <laughs> the new segment name. <laughs> Ju- yeah, juvenile. We should have a little uh, a little uh, some kind of little rhyme at the beginning, you know, a little jingle or something. <laughs> You know, to appease our complainers out there, though, we did offer a little, uh, we did talk a little shop, you know, before our beer. Yeah. So we did. Well, now we're just mixing it up to throw them off because now they're trying to fast forward. and They're going to be right in the middle of it now. That's right. Get to it. (laughs) And they missed all the good stuff at the beginning. So, yep. Yeah. Um, Real quick, I do, before we jump in, I did want to mention a company since it is Veterans Day, a company that I really like. Um, and I'm going to pull, I'm going to add them up here. It is a company called hero company. They are not a sponsor of our show in any way, but, um, I really appreciate some of the stuff they do as a company. They support a lot of veterans who come back with, uh, PTSD. And as we all know, the, uh, the VA is limited in the, uh, amount of services and support they can offer so many vets around the country. So, you know, a lot of our, uh, wounded vets or um, veterans that have come back and they're having some difficulty transitioning. This company does a lot to help them out, whether it's service animals, you know, dogs um, supporting, you can donate directly or you can buy, they've got some pretty cool swag. Um, I've ordered some stuff from them in the past. And one of them I showed you, Sean, is this cool little, uh, it's called the Sherman tank uh, bracelet, but it's like, it's actually magnetic, bracelet. So it's like magnetic therapy. I don't oh, know if cool. that actually is a thing and it still, you know, it really works, but yeah, it looks cool. So it's like back in uh, what, 10 years ago when all the baseball players were wearing that. Yep. Exactly. That same necklace around. <laughs> yep. Nobody's wearing that anymore. They're all wearing gold chains now. <laughs> That's right. Which I guess is a natural <laughs> element. So maybe it's got therapeutic benefits. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you mentioned that one. Um, here's one I would mention um, as well. Let me, knock yours off and add mine to the stream till Valhalla project. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a gear company, lots of t-shirts and things. Um, same kind of thing. They, they sponsor, uh, a lot of suicide awareness, mental health type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, lots of t-shirts, bracelets kind of thing. They even have a t-shirt of the month club, which is cool. That is cool. Um, and some of their tees are, are kind of cool. Um, like this one, be kind. Everyone is, everyone you meet is fighting a battle, you know, that uh, about. that's awesome. Like some really good shirts. And like I said, they have, oh, those are great. Yeah, I like yeah. those. That's a good message. So that's till, till Valhalla project. Um, okay. They have men's women's, um, bands, all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. accessories, hats, patches, all the things we like. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. No, we'll post some links to those for sure. And again, yeah. we're, not getting any kickbacks or anything. We just wanted to share that it's veterans day. So trying to, yeah, I just finished a veterans day, uh, workout, uh, called Chad 1000 <laughs> yeah, <you> X. Killed it. <laughs> so it's a thousand step ups on a 20 inch step with a 20 pound ruck. Yeah. Um, took about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and it was for a guy named Chad. I can't remember his last name. Um, mm-hmm. but he, was an I think a SEAL, mm-hmm. Special Forces, one of the the two. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an honor of him. Yeah, Chad Wilkinson, um, Navy SEAL. He took his life on October 29th, two thousand eighteen, because of deployments, um, traumatic brain injury, P 
PTSD, like he had it all. Um, oh, but he wow. used to do this workout in his garage because one of his goals was to um, climb all like all the highest mountains on each continent. So he used this step up in his garage as, as his training. So he would do a thousand step ups at a time. And um, so that was a great wow. so it's the step up foundation.org. You can learn more about them mm-hmm. there as well. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. We'll have definitely post those links on our show page. Yeah. So uh, let's talk some, some uh, beer. All so right. We have moved, you know, mine's kind of on the line here. Mine's a, I've got infamous brewing, which is right down the road, three or four miles down the road here, West mm-hmm. of Austin, Texas. It's called infamous brewing. Yep. This is the pumpkin massacre. It's a seasonal pumpkin ale. <laughs> like that. It's a, uh, it's a porter. It's seven and a half percent alcohol it says, um, a serious porter with everything you'd, you'd find in a pumpkin pie. Pumpkin master is malty dark notes of pumpkin and spice and everything naughty. So, um, here's what it, it looks just like that in the glass. Pretty dark, nice porter look to it. Oh yeah. So I'm looking forward to this one. Oh, looks nice. Yeah. It's very nice. I thought it was, it said ale and I thought it was going to be a lighter, but, um, cause it says nowhere on the can that doesn't say it's a porter. It just says pumpkin ale. So it's a little darker than I expected, which is a pleasant surprise. Oh yeah. So what do you got over there? I have a, uh, I think you might, I don't know. I think you might've had this one before, Sean. This is a victory. Mary monkey. Have you had this one? I have not had that one. Okay. It's Christmas. Uh, this is a Belgium style ale, uh, cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Oh, it's definitely Christmas. Yeah. So I'm a little early, but, uh, Everybody else is skipping Thanksgiving. Why not you? (laughs) Why not me, right? Uh, So let me share this real quick. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Share screen. Uh, There we go. Here's what it looks like. So this is 10% ABV. Okay. Um, 35 IBUs. Merry monkey into all a good night. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm jumping the gun, man. We're All right. a month and a half away, but that's okay. Uh it's a Belgian yeah, Belgian style holiday ale combines the beloved flavor profile of golden monkey with notes of cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg to deliver a delightful smooth smooth finish, perfect for merry gatherings with friends and family. So we'll see. All right. Let's see. Move. All right. I am ready. And by the way, I once again have forgotten my, uh, my class. Get you a new set of glasses for the office there. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, let's cheers. Cheers. Okay. I've got a whiskey glass over here and I almost, I had a little, um, little batch of uh, four roses that oh, almost yeah. uh, broke out, but I decided I would hold off maybe next week on that one. Yeah. All right. Mmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's delicious. All right. Um, Give me a score there. I'll, 
I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go, you know, I love the, uh, you know, the cinnamon. You can definitely taste the, um, it's got the notes of cinnamon and then a little bit of citrus, citrus taste in there. But yep. uh, it's, it's, it's really balanced. So I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to have to give this one a four, four. Um, yeah. it, it's a solid, it's a solid one. I think this give is a good, this is definitely a good holiday um, definitely good holiday ale for sure. Yeah. So on mine, I'm not getting a lot of pumpkin, which is fine, but I'm definitely getting a little, little bit of spice, but not too much, which is good. So it does mm-hmm. have like just a good porter taste with just a little bit of spice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a four, two, four, two. All right. Yeah. So it's two good. solid scores. Yeah. I mean, I think this is very drinkable. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. Nothing like a little pumpkin massacre. <laughs> I love that. Let me see the, uh, can I see the artwork one more time on that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So, okay. So I see, I couldn't quite tell at first. Okay. So it looks like, is that the headless horseman? That's. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The can't remember what his name is. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I there you go. Headless uh, Horseman. Yeah, that's been a few years since we read that. <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> I'm sure, somebody is yelling into their in their <laughs> podcast right now the name of the Headless Horseman. Um, something Knickerbocker or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Is the school teacher Nickabod Crane? Is that it? Nickabod. Nickabod. Ichabod Crane? I think that's it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds sounds pulling, legit. Pulling deep out of the subconscious there, man. I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so <clears throat> we're going to talk about uh getting back to more serious matters. We're going to talk about this is one that um gotta give credit for where credit's due. Yep. I pulled this off the uh, and I sent Sean the link to uh an article at the it's uh over at uh, crazy egg, uh, crazy egg.com. It is the daily egg. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is, uh, what they do over at uh, crazy egg. They do a lot of, um, uh, website analysis, like yeah, site tracking. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, I was going to give the author's name here. Where was it? Nate Smith wrote this. So Nate Smith. Um, and we'll share the link for sure on this. So people, what, what I love about this is he gives kind of a comment on this and we'll share some of his comments and maybe some of our own takes. Cause as Sean said before, we have, uh, we've certainly, we've talked about some of these in the past, some of them we haven't. And, um, I went through, and the great thing about this article is it has links to each of these sales letters that you can, you know, click on and go straight to and, and right. read them. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about, um, you know, Frank Kern, obviously he's one Gary Halbert. Yep. He's in there, obviously. Uh, I was surprised, you know, some were left out that I thought would be in here, but that's okay. I mean, you only get five, he's only got, you only have five sales letters. So, right. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's a lot I would put in there probably ahead of some of the others. Right. Um, but you know, it's, it's his opinion on the five sales letters. Um, yep. and we could have differing opinions. We could yeah. say, well, I was actually surprised that the Frank Kern letter was on there. What he used to I am, call, I was too. Yeah. He used to call that. I don't know if he mentions that in the article, but he used to call it the Russian mafia letter. Oh, really? <laughs> that's what, that's what Frank originally called it. 
Sure. Um, okay. And this got knocked. This was really, yeah. So March, 2013, mm-hmm. I remember when he came out with this, um, and everybody knocked it off for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And there's a big thing was like, well, we'll get into it. So, mm-hmm. so let's jump in. Let's talk about what was the first one here. Um, it was Gary Halbert, Gary Halbert. So I'm going to pull this one up. Yeah. <clears throat> here on the screen and this is with they link to the original over in the old swiped.co archives which yeah. is a great resource um and we're not going to read these whole letters but we'll at least look at the intro and then we'll look at what um nate had to say about these so the headline for those listening is this is so this was a space ad in a magazine yep. so it's your yep. typical you know, headline with like three or four columns. This one has four columns, so full page ad. And the headline is, well, the pre-head is need some fast cash, question mark, which right there, like who doesn't, right? Right. Try this. Try this, dot, 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 yeah. And then the headline is the amazing money-making secret of a desperate nerd from Ohio. And it's got this guy, this picture in the third column, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, could be a nerd, maybe not. I mean, it's Gary Howard, but you know, right? It's a nice black and white picture. Yep. Um, so let's just read the first paragraph, and then we'll jump into the commentary. So, dear friend, if you would like to make a lot of money very quickly, this is going to be the most exciting message you will ever read. Now that that type of phrasing, this mm-hmm. if then type um, yeah. thing, this is going to be the most important message or most exciting message you ever read. If you watch YouTube ads, like you will see that exact sentence and some that basic sentence structure in a lot of YouTube ads because you got to catch their attention in that five second skip. That's right. And you'll see them say, Hey, if you'd like to lose 20 pounds before Christmas, right? This is going to be the most exciting message you will ever read. Right. So that phrase is just continues to work even 30, 40 years later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's go back and see what Nate had to say and what he he had to say here do you want to comment yeah, on this? so he talks about plausibility and authority are kind of the two key takeaways from this mm-hmm. so plausibility you know you have to convince the reader that the solution is possible so if you're using things like well if this guy can do it then anybody can do it right i mean right if a nerd you know. can do it a desperate <laughs> nerd yeah right can do it um I love the, I love the, they put in, um, what's his name from the Simpsons in here? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, me, uh, Melvin gosh. or something? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Millhouse. Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a nerdy name <laughs> for sure. So yeah, you got a picture of Millhouse in here. Um, but that's and, a key, you know, plausibility is always key. So you're always convincing someone you know, and it goes back. It's not, I mean, not just this sales or this sales letter, but in any advertising, if you think about it, you know, if this um, guy that weighs 400 pounds can, uh, you know, if he can, you know, lose 200 pounds and, you know, have a, you know, have a new life, a new lease on life with a new lifestyle, you can yeah. do it. Right. I mean, yeah. And what's uh, John Carlton's famous ad, the one-legged golfer. Yep. Right. I mean, that's kind Absolutely. of your, your world. Like, oh my God, if a one legged golfer can, can improve do their swing, right? Surely this will work for me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, 
So, and that, and that goes about, you know, plausibility. You have to convince someone first that it's even possible. Like, yeah. you know, cause people are naturally, they go into any sales letter advertising that you're doing. They're naturally skeptical about yeah. their ability to do it. Oh, you know, so, you know, sure they can do it. They can make a ton of money. Uh, they've got all the resources they need or, yeah. you know, it takes money to make money. So they have money. Well, no, you know, here's how you take away their skepticism is show them what, you know, that people just like them mm-hmm. or less than them yeah. have done it easily in the past. So well, we've talked about before um, on one of the shows, we talked about hyperbole and how when you mm-hmm. make these over the top claims, yeah. your brain naturally kind of dials it back, Yep, but it believes it. It's like, well, that it may not be like a, he may not really be a desperate nerd. Sure. Yeah. But if he's close, I'm not a desperate <laughs> nerd. So maybe I can pull this off. That's so right. That, that hyperbole, we see that a lot in, you know, the old spice ads where it's yeah. humor, hyperbole. It's like, oh my God, women are falling at your feet. Well, we know that's not going to happen. Right. But if it's half that good, <laughs> then maybe Just it's half. good. Yeah. It's you good. know, I know Axe isn't that great, but maybe it's half <laughs> as good as they say. Yeah. It's worth buying. Um, so yeah, then the second thing he talks about, uh, Nate talks about in this article is the authority authority. Yeah. And I love this paragraph. Authority means the reader trust a, that you have the ability to solve the problem and that B you have a monopoly on the solution. Yeah. Right. Which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of buried in this letter, mm-hmm. um, where he gets into, um, some of his stats and things like that. And I think in the, you know, 20,000 checks per day. Yep. Uh, so he talks about showing proof um, to establish authority. Gary includes the blurb about teaching money-making boot camps at which attendees gladly pay him $5,000 a seat. He also has, includes specific numbers like make up to $10,000 a day. And I was once mm-hmm. paying $2,500 for one of these, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, and then you can use these for all kinds. You can use, like I was just said, you could use these for YouTube ads. He mentions in the article that you could use some of this formula for um, Facebook ads, which would be really good. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, yep, absolutely. We're not going to go too deep because we're going to include the links on these and you can mm-hmm. definitely look through yep. these. Um, yep. Plausibility. Those are the two takeaways on that one, though. Plausibility. Right. And authority, and I like the plausibility more than anything. Uh, authority, obviously, you can use whatever authority you want to use, and it's whether it's you know depending on the advertising you're using. Again, yeah. showing uh, screenshots, but, proof. Um, well, that's a know. good point too, because if you just went with the authority that he has in his piece, it it would not have done as well because it would sound like bragging, and it would right. sound like you know just yeah, just sound like bragging and be unbelievable. But when mm-hmm. you put in that first section you know, kind of the, the nerd uh, yeah. can do it, that anybody can yep. do it. Yep. it. It definitely feels much more plausible. Yep. You know, it reminds me of the old, uh, you remember the uh, Charles Atlas ads in the comic books where mm. the, you know, the skinny kid. Yes. You know, skinny and you're thinking gets- as a kid, you're thinking, well, if that skinny kid um, can turn around after getting <laughs> sand, know, sand kicked, kicked in his face, in his face. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you know, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. Yeah. So every every you know teenager or kid, you know, sent off for that that was that you know that was ever bullied or yeah, you know, you know that was a skinny beanpole. You know, they were like, I- I'm going to do that if he can do it, I can do it. So yeah, and how many? Um, you know, we talk about story all the time. How many stories are based on 
kind of this idea, right? The mm-hmm. you saying that immediately makes me think of Karate Kid, right? It's like yeah, that's there's right. This kid who gets beat up actually on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, and then he's like learns karate, finds his master, and right, you know, so it's a classic like underdog tale. Absolutely, is what yeah. you're really getting down to. That's right, and just well packaged and then some proof and things like that. Yep. All right. So let's look at the next one. Um, Frank Kearns. Yeah. Consulting letter. Would you like me to personally double your business for free? Mm -hmm. So his, the headline, let me pull this one up. Let's see. Would you like me to personally double, triple, or even quadruple your business for free? What? (laughs) For free? For free. Why would you do that? I must know more. (laughs) Tell me more, Frank. Um, From the desk of Frank Kern, you know, this is an old school tactic that I think a lot of people have have stopped using, but still works to have the little desk thing here. And I remember when he wrote this and it was literally a PDF attachment. It wasn't a sales page. You literally just downloaded a PDF. And we were talking, what was that? A couple of weeks ago to um, Bill Mueller. Yeah. About how he put his sales letter on a Google doc. Yep. And just didn't worry about design, didn't. Right. You know, anything. It just looked very much like this. Right. Um, and I think that could make a comeback right now with, you know, a lot of stuff. Oh, I think so too. Overdesigned yeah. and things like that. Yep. Um, so I love that the opening line is great. I'm looking for a dream client that I can bring in massive windfalls for. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds like a win-win deal. Yes. Know? If you're that All client, right. I will personally work with you one-on-one in your business yeah. to help you double, triple, or maybe even quadruple your revenue for the next 12 months. You mm-hmm. pay nothing out of pocket ever. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Yep. It's like, I'm hooked. Like, yeah. tell me more. But let's right. go back and see what Nate, or was that his name? Nate? Let's see what yeah. Nate has to say about it. Yep. Why you need to know about this letter. Um, Frank might be the most copied direct response marketer of the modern era. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, two, three, even five times, uh, cuts through the crowded space. Yeah. The for free is a big piece of it. I think one of the biggest things is like, there's n- the, the risk, the low risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's so important because one of the most, uh, one of those powerful things he says you know, near the end, as he says, um, you know, in the unlikely and unprecedented unprecedented event that you feel like you wasted your time, I will send you $1,500 as a payment immediately, right? Yeah. No questions asked. That's a, that's a very that's a- <laughs> ballsy guarantee right there. That's you right. Know? And I remember right. when he did that, everybody, I remember, because I was actually in one of his courses at the time when this letter came out. And I remember being on some calls and people were like, oh my God, are you actually going to send people the money? He's like, yeah, if they ask for it. Yeah. But most, here's the catch. Most people are not, especially, you know, if you're dealing with the right people, right. And that's all about, you know, at the beginning, he's looking for the dream client. Not everybody fits into the dream client, right? Right. The dream client has to fit, you know, a certain level of criteria and, the dream yeah. client, the potential dream client is not going to be asking for $1,500 back immediately. So right. And you most, get to pick the client, right. you know, like people were freaking out, but he's, he told people, it's like, well, you know, you don't have to take anybody. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Unless you know you can help them. Right. And you ask them these questions. He had a process on his consulting call that he went through 
Um, but yeah, you don't take the client if you don't think you can make them money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how you don't have to worry about the 1500. It's not like yeah. if you don't make a million dollars reading this letter, I'm going to send you 1500 bucks. It's mm-hmm. if I take you as a client, if you qualify, and then if you don't get the, the results, then I'll yeah. write you a check. Right. So there's a lot of hoops think, you have to jump through to get the 1500, but it's still, yeah, it's like, oh, he's willing to put $1,500 behind this. Nobody still to this day, nobody's doing that. Right. Yeah. That I've seen. Um, one of the other things I love in this letter is that, uh, he taught, he walks people through what, what to expect. Here's how it'll work. And then he goes through the process, you know, first we'll get on a phone call, go over your business. I'll take a look at what you've got, what you're doing. And, you know, so he, he basically lays out what to expect. Yeah. And then why he would, the re, you know, everybody wants to know why the reason why. Yep. So he, he lays out the why behind this. Um, and notice too, like it, this is not a lot of copy, like here's no. how to work one, two, three paragraphs. Right. Yeah. And then here's the reason why you're talking about, why might I do this for you? Well, yeah. Or, or he'll show you a couple of ways. So mm-hmm. why would I offer it? You know, two reasons. And he goes through the two reasons, but it's like yeah. a half a page, three quarters of a page. Like it doesn't have to be a ton of copy. Um, you know, line that he even throws his fee out there mm-hmm. right up front. Yep. You know, so he's not getting on the phone with people who are broke or anything like that. Um, he's putting right out front that my fee is ninety seven fifty a month. Yeah. You know, so he's already Yeah, he's very open. That's what's to me, that's what's one of the most effective things in this. He cause he says, you know, first of all, what what the reason behind this are mm-hmm. first of all, uh, I enjoy doing it. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing is that this is I mean, he's just saying this is how I do it. This is how I attract top level clients. Yeah. And by the way, when I attract those top level clients, you know, here's what my fee is. Yeah. Um, so I'm not ashamed to say it. And he's just kind of like open and honest. Um, you know, some people try to kind of hide everything before, you know, in their sales letter to get to the, or, you know, till you move to the next level and, you know, he's very open. So I think this works well. Um, when you are that guy, that guru, I guess that Frank Kern, you know, he used to be a much bigger name and I think it worked well because everybody knew Frank Kern. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wonder, you know, I think this works if you've definitely got the, the cachet behind it. <laughs> um, actually I was wrong. He does. He is saying that for the call, if you don't get value out of the call, I'll pay you $1,500. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it's not, after he hires, it's like literally on the call. So you have to yeah. be, that's a, I mean, that's bald. I, I mean, so you do have to have a level of, uh, of name recognition, I think to be able to, you know, well, to make this work. And, I don't or, know because I know the sales process he goes through and the way he does his, his calls for these or what he did mm-hmm. for this particular letter. Yeah. And it's a very consultive selling process. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he'd get on the phone, he'd be like, okay, you know, tell me what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you think if we doubled the amount of emails you're sending, that might improve your, your revenue. Mm-hmm. And they say, yeah. And he's like, well, how much do you think that would improve it? You know, 20,000 a year. Okay, great. So there's 20,000 a year we just found for you. Right. And that's the exactly. way he does his sales calls. It's very like low key. And by the end, he's found like a hundred thousand dollars theoretically for your business. So right. it's pretty hard for you to say, 
it wasn't worth your time on the call because he just walked you through. You That's know, right. All right. you know, finding twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars worth of, of stuff that you could do, and then all he does at the end, he's like, "Would you like help with that?" That's literally his transition from <laughs> sure. from consulting yeah. to sales. Is like, so we've talked about all this stuff. We've talked about how you could increase your email. We talked about how you could do this. We talked about how you could do that. Yeah. Would you like help with that? Yep. And if somebody just walked you through that and saw those things that you didn't see before, mm-hmm. you're going to say yes. Oh yeah. Like if you've got the money mm-hmm. and you're not going to, and if you go through that, you're not going to say, no, this was a complete waste of time. I want 1500 bucks. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is uh, a really good letter and you could use this for just about any niche. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like sales consulting, uh, for sure. I mean, this one would be one of those that I tucked away in, yeah. in that industry for sure. And even in, uh, even in the industry that I serve in the composites and chemicals, I mean, there's a way that you could make this work oh, for, sure. uh, for my industrial, um, clientele. And he does give like, you know, some parameters before you book a call, like here's who I can help. You know, not everybody's going to qualify. You have to have a solid business. You have to be already doing six or seven figures. Absolutely. You have to have a steady flow and lead. So if you're a newbie, don't call. You know, you must have a list. You must have a good solid product. You must follow directions. Like, so there's five things you must have already before you you can even make it to the call. Yep. Uh, And I think this back in the day, yeah, you had to fill out an application. So which is count. which is brilliant, by the way, because yeah. that's like takeaway selling. I mean, right. that's that's pure takeaway selling right there. And now it's commonplace, right, for a lot of coaches and consultants to absolutely go through an application. But at this time, this that was still kind of see new. if you qualify. Yeah, yeah. All right, I so love that's, ta- that's that's brilliant. I love takeaway selling. Yeah, love how that's used. All right, so what was the next sales letter? Oh, this is a good this one. is one that I love. I so I'm a big fan. I know that. Um, uh, I love his book, Joe. Uh, so the next one is Joe Sugarman, yep. um, in his famous blue blocker, uh, ads or his famous blue blocker ad for the sunglasses. Um, but he's got, I forgot the name of his book. I know you said it's one of Ben, our friend Ben's favorite. Um, but he's got one on advertising that I love. Uh, I haven't looked at it in a while, but I need to go back through that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but again, somebody's yelling into the podcast. <laughs> We can't hear you. I can't hear you, man. <laughs> You're in the future. But there's some there's some real takeaways from this, especially in my industry, that mm-hmm. I could I can definitely utilize. I think of all the ads, Frank Kern's good and can be tweaked, but this one from a um from a product standpoint, this one's really good. Okay. And so tell me I why you some, like this one. Here's the ad itself. Um shown on the screen. Vision breakthrough is the headline. Mm-hmm. When I put on the pair of glasses, what I saw, I could not believe, nor will you. Yeah. So there's just, just some pure like curiosity and fascination going on right there. Yeah. Um, well, to me, this is a classic. Uh, this is a classic ad on telling, first of all, telling you, you lead with a story. Okay. Yeah. And I like how he leads with the story as if he's, you know, he, obviously he's writing the ad, but he's yeah, I love telling it's, a story as if he's just a, a Joe Schmo, you know, buyer out there that. You yeah. Know. Cause it's got a byline. It's like by Joseph Sugarman. Right. right. So it looks like an article, <laughs> which is supposed to, cause this, 
back when was this like this is the 80s that this, this 80s, came out yeah yeah so this was a magazine article and i love like below it says they look like sunglasses it's like yeah. well yeah they do what are they not sunglasses like what <laughs> what what i thought they were yeah i mean like so yeah it makes you like that one line and mm -hmm. i think david ogilvy said the caption under a picture is the second most read thing on an ad right headline is first and then captions under images which you hardly see anymore right like I, as i'm thinking about this people put all these pictures on their site and they very rarely put a caption right under the picture they're usually yeah. copy out next <clears throat> to it mm -hmm. but there's not captions under the pictures as much as there used to be right so that's no, uh, I think that's great. I mean, yeah, a little subtle. They look like sunglasses, you know. It's like, well, I thought they weren't. What? <laughs> were. Now okay. I got to read to find out what's going on. <clears throat> and the first line of the story is I'm about to tell you a true story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, and then his, his next line, you know, if you believe me, you'll be well rewarded. If you don't believe me, I'll make it worth your while. To change your mind. Now that's an interesting sentence. Yeah, I will not make it worth your while to change your mind. That is an interesting phrase. Like that's, <laughs> it's not like I'll make it worth your while and send you 1500 bucks. Like Frank Curtin's letter we just saw. Right. This is like, I'll make it worth your while to change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's like some ninja stuff going on. It there. is. Like, it really is. It's like, like okay. NLP ninja stuff. Um, and then he says, let me explain. Yeah. Which Whenever we wrote, you know, at Agora, we kind of kicked off the show talking about Agora, but that mm -hmm. was always the transition from the hook to kind of the meat of the sales letter. Sure. And I love it. Prepares that, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, let me explain. Well, if you're about to explain, I can't stop reading now. <laughs> yeah. It, it just draws you in. You know, it's like, yeah. here's what's going on. There's a couple phrases, you know, that we've got, like, let me explain. Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know. All those types of things. Once people read that, if they make it that far, they're going to keep reading. Absolutely. Yeah. And then he goes straight into a story. So you don't really know where he's going. It's like, Lynn is a friend of mine who has had, has an eye for good products. One day yeah. he called excited about a pair of sunglasses he owned. So incredibly. And you're like, what? I don't understand where we're going. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're caught up in the story, but you're not sure where it's going. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you have to keep reading because your That's brain right. has to, you know, I think Michael Masterson, Mark Ford, he he talked one time about categorical imperatives and how mm -hmm. our brain is always looking to sort, yeah, and figure out where does this go in my brain. Yeah, like is it something I need to pay attention to, or is it something I need to ignore and file away? Yeah, like, and it, but you it, here's the thing: anytime you see dialogue in in a copy, you know, like you know, qu in quotes, mm -hmm. then that's really that's. That's persuasive. I mean, that makes you want to keep reading because it's almost like a, it's a story. Yeah, know? it is a story. I mean, he, he yeah. says right up front, I'm about to tell you a true story. Tell you a story. Yep. Um, and he goes back and, you know, just couldn't believe eyes. Um, mm -hmm. And then down here, sunglass danger. What? Danger wearing sunglasses? <laughs> you know, dramatic difference. Right. Exactly. Don't be confused. <laughs> um so yeah, and no, this is, this is, this is, I could, I could literally, like I said before, I could rip this ad off. Yeah. And yeah, I want to hear totally that, like, use it like, um, like, you know, Lynn is a friend of mine. Well, I could say, you know, uh, Bill is a, a process engineer that I am good friends with or that I've worked with in the past. One day he called me to tell me about, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, I could totally change this around to show, yeah. 
Uh, and, and what I love about it most of all is like, if you're selling anything, I mean, this is obviously, this is out to the consumer, but you can use this in B2B, uh, if you're selling products or, um, you know, like I said, in the industrial industry, I could take this, but I love the way he educates, um, couldn't like, so you go under the couldn't believe eyes, there's a level of education, like, okay, so you don't, so you think these are just typical sunglasses, but let me explain to you why these aren't just like regular sunglasses. And so he gives a good explanation and a good education about, you know, blue light or blue spectrum, you know, light waves from the sun and, you know, why these things are harmful. Um, You know, even reading this, I didn't even know, you know, like he talks about blue Monday, you know, you know, who knows if these things have any correlation whatsoever, but (laughs) he does a good job of like, you know, tying them together. Like you ever heard of things like, you know, blue Monday, having the blues, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, you know, you know, blue is not a good color. You know, I love blue. Um, but apparently blue is a bad color. So, (laughs) so as you're talking here, it reminds me of an ad I wrote, um, and I did not write it based on this ad that we're talking about, but I'm going to, I'm going to show you that how exactly what Jonathan's talking about, how you can go from like a consumer product like that. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to stop that screen. I'm going to have to present a new screen. Where's a window? This one here. Excuse my techness while I try to figure this out. All right. So this was an ad I wrote in the granite um, countertop industry. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the first ones I actually wrote for this company. Um, we've talked about Braxton Bragg before on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I worked, I worked with them for almost 10 years. Right. But it's a story based thing. It says, finally, a manufacturer who listens to a repairman, 21 upgrades implemented so far. And then it's got, and this went in their trade journal uh, that they produced. It's got a picture of a router. But here's how it starts out. My name is Bill Roberts, and I repair routers for Braxton Bragg. Over the years, I've worked on hundreds of routers made by most manufacturers, including Sector, Stinger, MEM, and others. I've seen a lot of wear and tear. Routers get a lot of hard use. Some parts simply wear out. And he goes through this story of nobody listened to him. He would call manufacturers and tell them how they could approve, and nobody listened. And then finally, somebody did. This company that makes Hercules Router. And now they, every time he's got a an update or he, he notices something wearing out too quick. He lets them know and they replace the part and make it more durable. Yep. But that's a story about how this router is now better than most routers. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a simple story like that. Yep. Um, and it all fits nicely on one page, you know, just like this, like the blue blocker ad. Yep. <clears throat> I love this old, the old school copy layout with the little, you know, uh, three or four column sections, you know, I love writing space ads. Like I'd, I'd I wish too. they were more popular. Yeah. I wish I had been born in writing <laughs> copy in the eighties because I really They're love fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love writing these type of ads. There's just not a lot of place for them now. Yeah. Um, but you can do some of the same except stuff. in like, uh, you know, in trade journals and things like that, you could yeah. still, I, although I, I think that they're not utilized anymore. And I think that's a huge mistake. For sure. Uh, from a lot of marketers and advertisers not using these traditional type uh, of, you know, dis- the, these ads, you know, these three column ads with the, uh, like you said, said, Sean, with the, you know, with, you've got the bold headlines at the top, you know, and you got the columns with the little, mm-hmm. 
displays and things like that. I mean, these are incredible. You know, yeah. it's yeah. There's something about them that just it looks really, like the. No, go ahead. There's just something about it. Just it, they're easy to read. I think it's the short columns. Yeah. You know, they're not very wide. You know, and the reason mm -hmm. newspapers and magazines used to have columns is because it's easier on the eyes to read. Yep. Instead of scrolling all the way across the page. Right. Now. Now there's so much stuff on mobile that you kind of have the same effect, but it's just one long column. Right. Yeah. Um, it looks like an advertorial more or yeah. less. I mean, that's what you're basically reading. Um, yeah. But. So, yeah, but I do love like just at a glance, it's like, oh, this isn't too much to read. It's one page. It's got a big picture on it. Yep. Like it's not intimidating like a lot of sales pages are these days. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. So, and, and, you know, there are advertorials. Um, that people do, but you know, you could, as we're sitting here and kind of brainstorming, you know, you could certainly, instead of sending somebody to a sales page, you could send them to a PDF that is designed like this, right? That they just download and pop up when on the computer. Now, the problem is yep. if people do that on their phone, mm -hmm. then they got to yeah, that's sideways gonna, and right. exactly. It's not great experience. Right. Um, was there anything that the article said that you wanted to cover about this one? Or have we already covered it? Um, so, yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway is just explaining, educating uh, your target market. I think he does an excellent job of that. Like things, you know, it's it goes back to that element that we talked about in persuasion is cre sometimes creating problems that you never knew existed. Mm -hmm. And that's a good takeaway from this ad is like not even realizing blue spectrum light is not great for your eyes. Yeah. This, um, I mean, that sounds like commonplace today. Because yeah. everybody, you know, with computers, we talk about blue light all the time. Right. right. But in the 80s, nobody was talking about this. No one whatsoever. So to me, that's an example of where you would say, you know, you know, creating those problems that, you know, a lot of times most people don't, you know, relate to your, you know, the product that you have. You know, what what are things that you're not thinking about? You know, like I mentioned last week on the show where the, you know, the water filtration guy starts mm -hmm. talking about, uh, kidney stones at the beginning of his yeah. radio ad. You yeah. Know, that's so there was a little bit of, whoa, okay, you got my attention. Yeah. You know? Cause I'm like, when you start the, you know, ad out educating people about the, you know, the problems of kidney stones and how painful they are, you know, I've never had a kidney stone, but by the end of the, you know, by the, by the end of his radio ad, I was like, oh man, I don't want those either. I don't want those. <laughs> what do I need to do to prevent that? Exactly. So, so that's, that's the case where, you know, prevention did sell, you know, because yep. a lot of times they say prevention mm -hmm. doesn't sell. Right. Um, but if you, if you make the pain big enough, prevention will sell. Right. That's how yep. most supplements sell. It's how a lot of stuff, if, if it's really good. Yep. All right. So let's go on to the next sales letter. This is a classic. Um, yep. One we've talked about in the past. Yeah. The wall street journal letter. Um, you know, why they don't still use this, I have no idea. Oh, it's fantastic. This, this sold over $2 billion in subscriptions for the Wall Street Journal between 1975 mm. and 2003. Um, yep. But it's a, it's, it, again, it starts with a story. I don't see why. I mean, it could still work today, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, whoever's in charge over there is probably just, you know, they're more worried about the online Wall Street sure. Journal instead. Yeah. Um, but even so, I mean, it could still convert to online. But, mm -hmm. you know, it it has this open loop story at the beginning that you just have to find out what's going on with these two yeah. guys. Right. And and so let's take a look at 
This I love how it starts. You know, these are really good uh, starter paragraphs. Yeah. You know, on a beautiful late spring afternoon, 25 years ago, two young men. So it does create, there's a lot of curiosity and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's real. you know, story-based type letters like this are just, to me, so persuasive because you just got to, you know, you got to keep reading. Well, what's interesting about this, and, and a lot, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but this letter went out like this. And what do you notice right at the top that seems counterintuitive to what we talk about in advertising? Like the product is right up top. Yeah. Wall Street. Exactly. Journal. Yeah, exactly. At the very you know, top. They're of the- hiding it. They're not, mm-hmm. there's no fancy headline, which actually nope. brings back, you know, end of America. Right. That we talked about at the top of the show. Like it really didn't have a headline. End of mm. America kind of ended up being the headline. But when it was originally written, that was not the headline. It was just warning. This could be disturbing yeah. or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, right up front, there's like you know this is either from or about the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Um, and if it came in an envelope, you know they're probably trying to sell because most of these went out in envelopes <laughs> when this came out. Dear reader. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another little thing. When I worked at Stansbury, Mike Palmer, mm-hmm. he said always start your letter with dear reader. Yeah. Not dear investor, not dear mm-hmm. entrepreneur, not dear whatever. And he's like, the only thing you know for sure is that they're reading the letter. They're reading the letter. That's it. You don't, you don't know actually else. know that they're an investor. You don't actually know that they're an entrepreneur. The only actual thing to be correct and honest about is saying dear reader. Yep. And I was like, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, Cause otherwise you're making an assumption that may or may not be true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, he opens with the um, very optimistic two people, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> both um, were happily married, both have three children. Yeah. They pretty much seem like pretty much the same, the same people. Work for the same company. <laughs> there was a difference. Yeah. There was yeah. a difference. You know, that compare and contrast. He immediately, you know, quickly goes to that compare and contrast where, but there was a difference. Yeah. And there's, this is another one of those where you don't know where the letter's going. Like you don't yeah. understand your brain mm-hmm. can't figure out what are they trying to sell me here? Right. So it's yeah. got to keep reading. It's like a good riddle, right? Yes. A good riddle. Your brain will not turn off until it knows the answer, but as soon as it knows the answer, out. it's like, Oh yeah. It's like any good mystery. You got to know who done it. Right? Yeah. So your, your brain is like, okay, what's the difference? Um, in these two guys. And that's the subhead. What made the difference? Yep. Um, the difference lies in how each person knows and what each person knows and how he or she makes use of that knowledge. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm writing to you. Oh, okay. And blah, 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 blah. blah, And it goes on. And this is only a two page letter. Um, the rest of the letter is actually not here. They cut it off. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a whole second page that like does like the, things you get in this it's interesting that it's not on here yep but there's another page that goes with this um yeah yeah but i think they've they've highlighted some of the most important stuff here um you know i love that knowledge is power um the journal is the single best source for news and statistics about your money really (laughs) yeah uh in the money investing section, there are helpful charts. So they give an example. Okay. Um, 
And I love that, you know, if you've ever, if you've never read the Wall Street Journal, you cannot imagine how useful it can, it can be for you. So, uh, and then they give the reason, you know, they start backing it up with uh, how you save money on a subscription and, you know, the reasons why you should move forward. And I don't know, it's just. And I love this line at the end. I think this is really thing. Uh, investment in success. Well, I like this. It says, I cannot promise you. So you just told him all this stuff right. that happened to this one guy and how successful yeah. he became. Mm-hmm. And I love how they kind of pull back. You know, we talked about takeaway selling. Like, yep. hey, I cannot promise you that success will be instantly yours if you start reading the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> it's like, but you just said all this good stuff. Right. Yeah. But I can guarantee that you will find the journal always interesting, always reliable, and always useful. Yep. And I love that. It's a very like, that's like when I read that, I'm like, that's fair. Like, mm-hmm. I understand you can't guarantee that, but that's fair. That's a, that's a phrase I think a lot more people could use at the end of their sales. Yeah. Um, is this little phrase here, like, Hey, I cannot promise you that this course or this product or this, you know, even with you, Jonathan, your people, I can't promise you that our service will solve all your problems. Yeah. But I can guarantee blah, 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 blah. Like three things that you can guarantee. And that pullback and that being a little more honest and like, it's almost like showing your, you understand that you're not going to solve all their problems. Right. makes it more human and makes it more believable. Makes the rest of the letter more believable because you just admitted this may not answer all your problems, but it's, it could certainly be, Mm -hmm. could help. Yeah. Um, And then I love the PS too. It's important to note that the journal subscription price may be tax deductible. Ask your tax yeah. advisor. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. I'll do that. Uh, yeah. And again, the fact that this thing ran for almost 30 years. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, most ads don't go, don't run near that long. Now, you yeah. know, a fraction of that length of time. But, um, you know, again, what was the, what was the total? Uh, $2 billion. Two billion dollars. Think about that. That's, That's a lot of money. Yeah, especially throughout the seventies and eighties. I mean, most of that. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, we haven't had trillion dollar companies until like the last you know year or right. two. Right. You know, so billions are big. Mm-hmm. Um, billions are still billion is still a lot of money, despite yep. what you you might right. think if you follow, yep. you know, some of the big companies right now. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild. So here's the takeaways that Nate gives us. Uh, Facebook ads, email funnels, or sales pages. Uh, This is a great way to utilize this for any type of product that you're selling. Uh, How do you you hold attention and imply that your product or service is correlated with a result without outright saying it? Well, tell a story about two, you know, two people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you're one that that used your product and one that didn't, right? That's all you have to do, right? It's like, here's two manufacturers, here's two coaches, here's two accountants, here's two golfers. Like, it'll work anywhere. The golf, yeah, I love that golf analogy. That could be, yeah, uh, that could be incredible. Here are are two golfers. (laughs) They went to the same golf coach. They went, they they used the same clubs, like all the things they did the same, but one had an edge. That's right. One shot you know, one broke even and one was 30 mm-hmm. over par. Like that's, that's right. The difference. They both started golfing. They, they both picked up golfing at the same time. Yeah. You know, around the same time, but 
after 10 years, here's where this guy is and here's where this guy is. Yeah. So what made the difference? Yeah. Oh, I'm Absolutely. so glad you asked. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, that would work well in any golf ad. Oh, for sure. Um, cause everybody wants to beat their buddy at golf, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the last one, um, is essential sales letter number five. Why haven't TV owners been told these facts? <laughs> That's an intriguing one right there. Yeah. I mean, so this is old school. Yeah. Um, no one would, cares this day and age because TVs are about as, uh, yeah, disposable it, as <laughs> right. Our electronics have become disposable, but back yeah. in the day for, right. for the youngsters out there, sure. Um, you used to repair your electronics. You didn't throw them away right. and replace them. Right. Cause they were expensive. Um, so back in the days when you repaired your TV or you repaired your whatever, um, this ad was very important. So, right. This does not have a link to the, the, the complete letter link does not work on this page. So all we've got are these two paragraphs, but this was also like a, a space ad in a magazine. Why haven't TV owners been told these facts? So first of all, it's like, we've talked about this before, like somebody's hiding something from me. That's right. Like it's these people. It's them. always, a you know, using that conspiracy, right? Yes. Somebody's There's a conspiracy going on. Somebody's not telling me something. Right. I mean, they might as well put the word secret in here because that's what they're saying. <laughs> right. right? Um, you could eat, you could just as easily say, why, why haven't TV owners been lit in on this secret? Mm -hmm. It'd be the same feel to it. Yep. Was your set purchased after the spring of 1947? Oh my God. Yes, it has. It was. Yep. Then here's the full uncensored story of how blah, blah can avoid those 15 to $20 repair bills, avoid mm -hmm. those 30 to $860 a year service fees. Children, for those youngsters listening, can you imagine a $860 a year service fee for your TV when a TV is like, you can get a 4K TV for 400 bucks now? <laughs> <It's> crazy. <laughs> Um, and still get the perfect movie clear pictures you've dreamed about. So there's a, you know, I love the very specific dollar amounts in here. The very yep. specific, if, if your TV was after this time, so mm -hmm. a lot of specifics going on in this top right. piece. Um, how many times this week have you had to get up to fix a jumpy TV <laughs> picture? There's people listening that have no that? idea what we're talking about. <laughs> what is going on there? A jumpy TV? Is that a thing? <laughs> it's definitely a thing. I remember those days. Um, how many times have you had to put up with ghosts? Um, <laughs> it is kind of funny reading this now because if you're like if you read this, hey, to yeah, your, and I remember stuff like yeah, you and I remember stuff like that yeah. back from the you know because we're old school. You should but. share this with your teens and see what they say about that. <laughs> Do you know what this means? You know what a jumpy TV picture is? A jumpy picture, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, like, it's scrolling, right? The TV scrolling up and down, yeah. like. Yep. Uh, it's now it's, now the biggest complaint is, like, okay. Every once uh, on the storm, you get, like, that digital look. Like, all the right. grids, the pixels right. and stuff. Yeah. 90% of these breakdowns. It's not high definition enough if you're using. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're switching from one channel to the next and you're using a streaming service, you know how that, you know, there's a delay before yeah. it like really, uh, you know, I guess the, the high definition really kicks in. So yeah. uh, better. The sound is different on different channels. Yep. That's annoying yeah. or different platforms. Yeah. Even. Like we switch from Netflix to, you know, cable or whatever. The sound is totally different. Yep. You know, um, but 90% of these breakdowns are unnecessary. 
Cool. So let's talk, see what Nate has to this say. Is, yeah, this is another, in my opinion, this is another stealer for the industrial sector that I could mm -hmm. use, um, especially with that headline. Why haven't manufacturers or why has, haven't our industry, why, why have our industry or the composites industry been uh, told these facts or manufacturers mm -hmm. been told these facts or engineers been told these facts about blah, blah, blah. Um, so the, what made this ad work? And this is from um, Schwartz and breakthrough advertising, which we did about 10 episodes on. Yep. He said back then, if you, if you go back to context, right, context is everything to understand why this ad worked. Only a small fraction of people consider themselves capable enough to respond to a, to a headline that might be save up to a hundred dollars a year on your TV repairs. Cause nobody thought they could repair their own TV. It was intimidating, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yep. they had to go with a different angle to get people at least interested. Right. But you couldn't say repair your own TV and save $200 a year because nobody right. would think that they could do that. Right. So this was kind of a back door into teaching people how they could do their own repairs. Sure. Um, so you could do something like this, even in, let's say you uh, wanted to sell Facebook ads mm -hmm. and you have an ads agency, they could either buy your service or you could teach them how to do it themselves. Right. Right. But a lot of people would be intimidated to run their own ads. So you could use something like this to show people, to ease them into the idea that, no, actually you can run your own ads. Yeah. And here's a course to do it. Mm -hmm. Um. So, so it's a, it's a subtle technique of winning over a reader who's seen it all before and thinks it's not for him. So you're just coming in through a different door, basically. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of what a TV kind of used to look like. I don't remember that one quite. Yeah. That's not quite right. <laughs> it was more horizontal. Yeah. Um, you do see it some, like when they were doing the, uh, the Georgia Tennessee game last week and they were recapping like all the years and some of the, as they oh, got yeah. older and older footage. Oh man. Yeah. It got snowier and snowier mm -hmm. and snowier. Um, yeah. The those old Herschel got, games or, yeah, or like, something else. How did we used to watch that? You can't even tell what's going on. <laughs> I mean, now they can like, you can see like one blade of grass between the shoe and the sideline now. Oh, I know. You know so it's, detailed. It's yeah. Crazy. It's amazing. Um, so how to use this perfect for sales pages, landing pages. Um, you'll have to dig up the, the full version it's it is i think there's more to it in the um breakthrough advertising book if you don't have it's, that book it's worth yeah. getting yep yep um because like i said there's not a link from this link is broken mm -hmm. um so yeah that's the um yeah you can find i'm sure you, you can google and find this letter in full yeah so those are the five sales letters that everybody needs to know about every marketer yeah. needs to know about yep anything you want to add to that no, I mean, there's, I'm going to, you know, bookmark this link and come back to some of these because, um, you know, again, Joe Sugarman, probably my favorite out yeah. of all five of these, just because there's some really good takeaways um, yeah. that I can still utilize in some of the letters to my uh, prospect list in the industrial segment. Uh, and I think my favorite thing about it, again, going back to just the way he explains it, and, you know, creating the, or educating people on the problem. I think yeah. he does a fantastic job of that. Yeah, for sure. 
And also yeah. this, I mean, this one too, again, I could use it. I mean, a lot, almost all of these I could use, but even this last one here, you know, creating the conspiracy because in my industry, I know a lot of engineers are very conspiratorial. I mean, they're thinking about, you know, what's being left off or, you know, who's trying to get the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, we're all prone to that by nature, but I know yeah. engineers are like that for whatever yeah. reason. I think they're just overthinkers by nature, probably. But, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, there's there's obviously uh, some things like that, some elements of that that I could certainly utilize. Um, yeah. You know, anybody could. So. Yeah, especially when you can work in, you know, like I did with the router ad, when you can work in some like jargon. Yeah. Like there's times the jargon is not good, and there's times that jargon mm -hmm. works really well right yeah, so you have right. to know who your audience is if you're going like big mainstream cold traffic jargon is usually not good yeah but if you're going to people engineers or super enthusiasts then you do want to use jargon like if i'm selling to golfers i need to know all the golfing terms everything right right if i'm just selling however i want to get people into <laughs> golfing i can't use a lot of those same words absolutely yeah. So it's a, you have to know where on the spectrum people are. We talked, we mm -hmm. talked about that a lot with breakthrough advertising the and yep. the awareness and market awareness and all that stuff. Um, which yep. if you want to see those episodes, those are like episodes 10 through 20 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in, in those episodes. No doubt. Man, that hour flew by. It did. Um, yeah. So it's a good one. Yeah. Good segment. Uh, we will include, as I mentioned earlier, we'll include all the links to uh, some of the stuff we've mentioned, including the link to this article, because we want to give them, uh, obviously, the author of this credit to yep. the fullest extent. So we'll uh, link. What was his name again, Sean? It was um, Nate Smith. Nate Smith. Yep. We'll give Nate Smith his due credit. And, um, and then within this article, you can just click on some of the links to uh, access some of these actual letters. Good stuff. Uh, anything else before we wrap up this week, Sean? I don't think so, unless we want to do some juvenile beer talk again. No, I'm, I'm out. I mean, I'm out of beer, so I guess we're done. Mine's yes. gotten better um, as yeah. the time has gone, but it is a 10%. So those dark beers, normal. those thick, dark beers definitely get better with air. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. They just get better as you sip them. So, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think we're done. So I'll let you take us wrap up. it up. All right, guys. Well, you can find us at, as always, persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, you name it. <laughs> Subscribe. You can visit our website again, persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on Facebook, Persuasion by the Pint. Uh, just search us on Facebook. You can find our group. So there's so many ways that you can find our stuff. And as always, we thank you. Leave us five stars because I never say that. You should leave yeah. us five stars. Yeah, say um, that every time. We apparently. have five stars, but we yeah. need more five stars. Yes. So you can leave five stars and that'll make us happy. And uh, again, uh, visit some of the people, some of the links that we've mentioned earlier, especially the vet stuff, like yes. uh, the Hero Company. And what was the one that you mentioned, Sean? Tilvahala Project. Don't ask me to spell yeah. that. Yeah. 
We'll we'll have the link on this show page. Episode. If you just two. write till and then V, it'll pop up probably because there's yeah. not many till the whatever. So till Valhalla project. Yeah. Um, and again, we're not doing. I mean, we're not getting gaining anything, but we'd appreciate it if you uh, did support our fellow veterans. veterans. Absolutely, Jonathan and I are both veterans. So That's right. Uh, we appreciate any support. That's right. And this is episode 284, so you can find it there. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. See ya.